It is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021. Looks like we have a new president, but we're here to talk about some superhero stuff because this is mostly superheroes. This show is coming at you live. We're live here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Time, and we also release the episodes as a podcast. For you podcast fans, thanks for listening. Getting you a few more shows in the new year, doing news and rumors and what you're watching. Mondays at noon on Instagram and here on Twitch at 12 p.m. Central, like we said. So thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for listening. Hope you've been enjoying the show. Like I said in the intro, we do have a new president. Uh, this is by no means a political show. I think the titles make makes that pretty clear. But it is happening. Joe Biden is our uh, newest president, and I am uh, excited for the next chapter. I'm excited to 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 move forward. And uh, I think his speech was pretty good. It was nice just to have a good old fashioned presidential speech. You know, will he do half of the stuff he says? Is you know what's it? Ha what's going to actually happen, none of us really know, but um, it was kind of nice just to have a regular, coherent speech. Like I said, this is not a political show. We're not going to get into that. We're going to talk about some comic book stuff, and we're going to talk about some news that you'll actually care about. So let's get into our first section of the day. News and Rumors. We got some fun stuff to get you through the week. Gonna be focusing on the MCU again. Seems like ever since MCU Phase Four is kicked off with WandaVision and uh, all the announcements that Disney made on their Investors Day with Star Wars, MCU, their Disney titles, they've really taken over the news world in terms of uh, the stuff we're talking about. Meaning, you know, HBO Max is still uh, making great content. They got this DC stuff lined up. I'll tell you right now, it has been quiet on the DC side, um, but there is a lot that's coming up. You, have, you got the Justice League Snyder cut. You know, there's Flashpoint news. There's there's drama with Cyborg and what's going to happen with Ray Fisher. Looks like he's not part of the project, but we'll keep you apprised of what we hear today. We're going to focus on Marvel. Starting off with this bit from Cinema Blend. Appreciate this article. This is from Corey Chichos Chichi Zola. Got to read these names before I get on here live in front of you guys. Just butchering it. But it was, uh, this is just from 7 o'clock this morning. Deadpool fans, listen up. So we talked about uh, Deadpool, um, I think a little bit this week, a little bit last week. And basically the big news is Deadpool 3 is coming. It's going to be R-rated. It is going to be in the MCU. And we got a nice uh, a little tweet from Stefan Kapichik. I'm pretty, I hope Stefan maybe actually. And he tweeted, replied to it with just the, uh, got the uh, image up here for you. He's got like the cool guy sunglasses emoji. 
Um, just kind of saying that you know he's got he's this this he's the actor that plays Colossus. He's one of the X Men that's with uh you know in the in the Deadpool movies he's part of the X Men. He lives at the mansion, um, and he's very much you know he talks about the uh, other X Men existing. Um, and just this is just another piece that's showing us how um, these mutants are coming to the MCU. The biggest question right now is how. But now that we have shows happening like WandaVision, especially like cosmic level stuff, stuff that'll uh, have to do with how a mutant could come into be, this stuff is starting to take shape and we're starting to hear rumors bounce around. Um, this is from the article from Cinema Blend. Short and sweet, but it looks like Stefan Kapichik is jazzed about joining the MCU with Deadpool 3. After all, the X-Men have been noticeably missing from the franchise so far. Colossus has the potential to be the first, although exactly how these concepts will be introduced to the shared universe remains a mystery. And that is indeed the question that we are all asking on a repetitive basis at this point. How? And also when? Um, I, I and It's not like it has to happen all at once, but uh, I am excited to see... Um, some X-Men come into play. Colossus is great, but I want to see Wolverine. I want to see what they do with Jean Grey. What, I do, let's just see a, a badass Cyclops. Beast. Storm. We'll see. Uh, this is still Rumorville at the moment, but uh, we're excited about how mutants can come into, the, into play. I think we could certainly start seeing some of this snuck into our next topic, which is WandaVision. Just got to plug our our big episode that comes out every single week, everywhere you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. That is dropping tomorrow. Let's see, when are you hearing this? You're hearing it now. It's live. Yeah, we're going to put this out today. So you're going to get the new episode on Thursday. It's going to be a really fun episode for you. We talked about Iron Man 2, and we broke open WandaVision episodes 1 and 2. I keep saying we. Who am I talking about? The Giggler, PC Mike. Those are my co-hosts. I see Andy... The Giggler is actually in the chat. What's up? And the news from uh, on WandaVision, a couple articles I wanted to highlight. There's some really, really great coverage on the show. Um, you're going to hear us talk all about our opinion on it in our episode. But for today, coming from IndieWire, Elizabeth Olsen explains Scarlet Witch's changing accent from Age of Ultron to WandaVision. This article comes at us from Zach Scharf. This was on January 19th. You can find him on Twitter, Z Sharp. Thanks for this great article from IndieWire. Couldn't make these shows without these great publications out there covering all the real news, doing the real legwork. I'm just here to talk to you about it. This is, uh, we're going to nerd out here for a minute because uh, this is really um, something I thought about, actually. I wish I, I didn't actually bring it up in our episode last night. So you're, po- you're getting really good, specific content in these shows. We're trying not to repeat ourselves. But I was thinking, you know, she. so let's just talk about Wanda for a second and her accent. So we meet her, technically we meet her in an end credit scene, I think, in Avengers, right? This is when we get the Mind Stone, Loki staff, ends up with uh, the Hydra general that uh, created the twins, and we officially meet them in the very beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron. And we only we don't hear her speak in the end credit scene, but we get her a full-fledged character that is... Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, she's a badass in the film. She really messes with the Avengers. She gets like a, she gets the Hulk, and he gets uh that that it that makes the uh, Hulk verse Hulkbuster scene possible because of what Wanda does in that movie. But she does have a very thick accent, 
The accent is known as Sokovian. You know, this is Sokovia from the films. And she ha- and Sokovia, if you don't know, is a made-up country. I don't think I realized that um, whenever I first watched the films, but it is absolutely a made-up film. And uh, Olsen actually talks a lot about how she came to get the accent in this nice IndieWire um, article, but also talks about how it has evolved over time. So straight from the article, right from the article, Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch accent has been a topic of discussion for Marvel fans ever since Age of Ultron, but it seems like it disappears in Infinity War. So this is this is kind of the progression of her of the accent, right? And she actually addressed this in an uh, interview recently. I think that might have been with Collider, if I'm not mistaken. But she actually told them the Sokovian accent took a lot of time and to develop it was created specifically for the movie i know that there's uh in this article they talk about how they didn't want the accent to sound russian you know because that's kind of romanoff's world it's had to be its own uh type of accent um and it hasn't gone anywhere olsen said in the interview there have been reasons for everything it lightened up when she started living in the states and in wandavision she's playing the role of being an american sitcom so it's not gone it's absolutely still there so I was wondering that. I was thinking, like, is her accent around? Is it gone? But no, if you think about Infinity War um, and then an in-game, it's essentially, it's it's not gone by any means. Like she said, it's still there in this show, in WandaVision. It's very American, but you can just hear it from time to time. And I wondered, like, are they going to go in and out of this accent to kind of show you, like, when she's in fantasy TV mode and when she's in, like, full-on Scarlet Witch mode, actually, like, paying attention, making, like, coherent decisions? Sounds like it's going to be kind of a mix in both, and that's not going to be a, a easy way to tell what's going on. You know, her 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 accent has very much evolved, but definitely getting neat deep in the nerd stuff of you know how do these actors talk, what how do the characters' uh, accents change? This is what happens when you have a movie, or actually a TV show, that has stemmed from years of, of of films. Right? It's like it's not like Wandavision's a brand new show, but these are not brand new characters. It's a great segue to our next article I wanted to highlight. This one comes at us from Sci-Fi Wire. It's an opinion piece uh, titled, WandaVision is the most important thing to happen to the MCU since Iron Man. It's a statement, and uh, I don't think it's any question. I am in agreeance. Um, I don't think there's any... There isn't any, uh, this isn't a coincidence that they're talking about this in this regard. And I just started rewatching Iron Man, Iron Man 2. There was something that was drawing me to say, like, okay, you're watching new MCU stuff. I think it's really important, as especially like as close to real time as you can, rewatching the old stuff. I say the old stuff, just the, the, the Infinity Saga, the original films. We just did that to get ready for WandaVision. We have the Infinity Special out there. If you haven't listened, you got to go listen. We break open Infinity War and Endgame, and we talk about how all the different effect- characters are affected in Phase 4 of the MCU. That's where you get your podcast. It's on YouTube. Of course, everything we do is at MostlySuperheroes.com, so please check that out. You're going to love it. This article talks about this. It says, compared to Tony Stark's first movie, the risk is much lower for Marvel. The now Disney-owned company has proven to be a load-bearing column in pop culture's foundation for 13 years, and it didn't need to take out an incredibly risky loan to self-finance the Disney Plus series. So that this is where they're alluding to what you know Marvel Studios had to do with the the original days of Iron Man, where they said, "Hey, we're going to do this ourselves. 
you know, no one's making movies like this and that needs to be done. We, of course, know they succeeded. Well, this is like standing on the shoulders of all that, right? So it kind of has a little bit less risk, but also you're doing something brand new. Um, straight back from the article, WandaVision is a very risky proposition. It's the biggest and most inventive creative swing Marvel's Marvel Studios has taken in live action. Drop two popular comic book characters, two comic book characters, in a reality built with vintage sitcom tropes and use it as a launch pad for the future of a billion-dollar empire. And fans haven't seen one of those characters' vision since 2008's Invi Avengers Infinity War, where he died twice. So, yes, this is a character that doesn't only exist in the MCU and all these other ways, never in a TV sitcom fashion like this, but he's also dead. And we talk all about that in our, our big episode that's dropping tomorrow. Get ready for it. It's a lot of fun. Again, from the article, as the most powerful Avenger. So I really like this part. This part is what made me want to feature this article in the first place. With the ability to manipulate reality the way Doctor Strange wields magic, it seems that she, being Wanda, is being groomed to take over for Tony Stark as the chief protector or custodian of the world of the MCU. Or at least the very emerge, or at least have her emerge as the source of the multiverse Marvel Studio plans to explore in Tom Holland's upcoming Spider-Man threequel and Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness which also stars the Scarlet Witch. She's going to be in those. This is a huge statement. This is like saying that this person is going to be the new protector. But if she is truly as powerful as uh, as everyone has told us she is from the comic book, from what we've seen her do against Thanos, um, and what, assuming she's created this reality that we're seeing in the show, I think this article from Sci-Fi Wire is spot on. You know, this is absolutely, this show could open up all the doors and I've, we said this in a recent episode, too, where we walked you through the entire 2021 MCU schedule. Everything is connected, right? That's the, whole, that's the whole point. But getting into the specifics of how they connect, we talked a lot about this. And we do think that WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, everything's going to touch each other in a very unique way. And the last movie of the year is Spider-Man 3, whatever the title is. I, I mean, does it still not have a title? Like, come on, it's this year, it's on the schedule, we need to title this thing. But maybe the reason they're having such a hard time is because it's going to be affected in some form or fashion by everything we see, even things that happen in this TV sitcom reality. Um, the show's going to be much more important than people realize, and we're excited. We're having so much fun watching it. Um, and thanks again to Sci-Fi Wire and our news sources for today. We keep these episodes in the middle of the week kind of tight, quick, just give you some news and bits. But we, of course, want to keep you up to date on what we're watching. What you watching? Well, what you watching? That's where we tell you what we're watching week by week, pretty much in real time. The show is called Mostly Superheroes. Did that on purpose. Mostly is absolutely the key word there. We love our superhero stuff. We're, we're ingrained in the MCU. But we watch other stuff, too. Um, before we move on to this What You Watch, and I'm excited to share it, I do see Andy, our, our co-host in the chat, chatting it up, saying Spider-Man 3, Return of Bully Maguire. Andy loves Bully Maguire. I'll give it up for you because he he's always texting me and Mike about Bully Maguire, and I think he's funny, too. It's like the Spider-Man 3 version of Tobey Maguire where he's just the dark, gothic, cool guy. I don't think it's going to happen, Andy. I, 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 I mean... 
at that at that being said, anything is possible. Uh, Andy, you're gonna like this one that we're talking about next because you and Mike inspired me to watch it when we recorded last night. Uh, we did watch the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO Max. We're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be pretty high level. Just uh, you know, talk about my thoughts on it, what I what I liked about it. Um, highlight a couple of things I didn't know about Tiger Woods. I mean, that's gonna be the whole thing, right? Um, and I'm gonna rate it. And we, I rate the, I just rated uh, another documentary, the Operation Odessa on Netflix. Seems like we're gonna work these in a little bit too. This is this is why I love what you watching because you never know where it's gonna go. Have you seen the Tiger Woods documentary? Let us know. Shout us out. Um, it is. Let's just get right into it. It's a great documentary. It's two parts. It is long if you watch it in one sitting. I mean, it's back to back. Might recommend like doing one one night. Part two, another night. And it's the whole story from childhood, like very, very young. One of the things that surprised me about this was the amount of footage, especially from like when he was a toddler. It seems like they were always recording. Um, and once you see this thing, you're going to realize like Tiger Woods was Tiger Woods was always going to be a golfer. I'll just say that without, you know, trying to keep it spoiler free. I mean, we, ought, we know what was happening in the news, but this is what I liked about the documentary. Even if you're not a golf fan, you remember Tiger Woods being in the news, and you remember um, the the scandal and the pressure and the how big of an icon he was. But then, you know, cheating on his wife and being like this ladies' man. There's so many parts of this story that I am so glad they told because I didn't know uh, uh, hardly any of it. I'll just be totally honest. I'm not one of these guys like. Uh, Mike or Andy that might be following golf. There are sports guys on the show. I'm the guy that always just kind of like had, you know, I'm the guy that they tell it about, but this got my attention. Uh, Carrie and I both enjoyed it. It was a story that I didn't realize I wanted to hear until I was watching it. I did feature an article today from the Los Angeles times. And if I didn't already say it, this is on HBO max. So if you were wondering where to watch it, that's where it lives. LA times put out um, this nice article. It started in Vegas, 15 biggest takeaways, from part two of the documentary, they call Tiger. Uh, get over and check that out on their website. Appreciate the assist today. I just pulled out a couple of these. I didn't want to talk, uh, go down a rabbit hole or try not to spoil too much. But I am going to give a spoiler alert right now. If you're not like a big Tiger Woods fan, you don't know stuff. I'm going to talk about some specifics. Um, one of the biggest things I did not realize is that you know Tiger Woods was like this. He has this um, unbelievable mind that could like focus on one thing at a time and he could just put everything else to the wayside, but like it would catch up to him and he would have to like just get away from all of it, right? From the paparazzi, from his life, from golf even. And then he just did like these crazy things that I had never known he did. Again, this is a spoiler alert. If you don't want to know this, just you know, fast forward two minutes and come back. Um, he was, he trained with Navy SEALs at a mountain base outside of San Diego and his uh, former Green Beret father uh, is like what uh, inspired him to do this. But he participated in mock kill houses, raids, like hand on hand combat, um, left him, and like he would be bruised and beat the hell after going to these things. It was crazy. Like this, he would uh, do um, scuba diving. I didn't think that was as crazy. That's just, I could see that totally just being like a relaxing thing to do. But I really felt like the training with the SEALs, like that was intense. A lot of, again, a lot of footage. A lot of pictures, 
be surprised how much they have in this thing. And though uh, Woods also had Tiger Woods had some injuries uh, with his knee, you know, from playing golf all that time, and he there's a lot about his swing. And you if you see how this guy's been swinging since he was literally like, I mean, one years old. I mean, like they have like it's crazy how young that this dad started him off. Well, he ends up having some pretty bad stress fractures. You're probably, if you're a Tiger Woods fan, you know about this. And he had warnings from his doctor about this injury in 2008, but he he went ahead and competed in the U.S. Open anyway. And they go into detail about this thing. There's like a part where he's swinging, like there's a crack. His uh, former caddy um, like was telling him, like, you might be jeopardizing your career here. It gets pretty crazy. Like things that you were like, what? How does this happen? A uh, lot of fun, though. I thought it was well made. I do think that there were parts that drug on a little bit. You, I think that you could have maybe done this in one part, but I know that the diehard Tiger Wood fans, people that follow it, they probably appreciated every minute of this. But I'm me, and I have to give my rating from my point of view. In terms of the documentary, the storytelling, um, the amount of footage that was in there, that was what really was at their uh, benefit. You know, They had so much to work with, so that worked in their favor. And I really enjoyed it. I don't think I'll ever re-watch it. But again, we've talked about documentaries kind of being a different category. They're not something you revisit that often. So we give them a little bit more. We don't really focus on rewatchability. It's more about quality in the one-time watch, right? So Tiger Woods, documentary on HBO. I'm going to give it a solid 3.0. Giggler, if you're listening, feel free to throw in your rating in the chat, and I'll read it afterwards. Meanwhile, let's get into what's coming up on the show. We're busy. I'll tell you that. We've got a lot going on. We're pr- we committed to doing something new every day in 2021. Why? Well, when I wanted to. Let's not like beat around the bush here. This is, this, is my, this is my show at the end of the day. I have a lot of fun with it. I'm having a blast. Let's not, let's not pretend it's... But it's work, man. I'll tell you that. The other reason really is because of you, the fans. I want to make sure that you always have something to find. You know, you're like, if you're wondering, oh, like, oh, I got some downtime and I'm, I want to read about some TV and film because who doesn't? We all watch stuff. And we love talking about it. That's really the whole show. You can always find something. It's all living at mostlysuperheroes.com. And coming up, we mentioned it earlier, but episode four of Mostly Superheroes drops where you get podcasts tomorrow, Thursday, January 21st. And we do this really fun thing on Friday mornings at 9 a.m. where we premiere it on YouTube. And it's a premiere, meaning uh, I watch it too with you guys. 9 a.m., come on in, join us in the chat. It's uh, like you watch with us. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's almost like we're watching a TV show live like, like we did in the old days, right? But it's Friday mornings, 9 a.m., um, and you can also get early access to the episodes for free, totally free. Um, we're just putting them in our Facebook group. So we have a Facebook group called the Mostly Superheroes Squad. Shout out to you guys on the squad. We're going to start dropping episodes there early for you so you can watch for that. And we also have a website for you, Mostly Superheroes Squad, with a password this week, capital M, Mindstone. If you haven't yet, get over to there. Um, what's going to be waiting for you? Video. This video will be there, as well as our Monday episode video. I only put those for you on the squad. So we update that password every single week, and you got to listen to get it. Um, so come back and join us. 
every week and we'll we'll get you those new passwords so we get you exclusive free content from most of superheroes oh before moving on and he did give his rating he's still watching episode two so far he gives it a 3.0 as well but has a feeling that score will go up after the second half i would say you're right sir and we'll, we'll get caught up with your what you watching on part two next week so you can watch for andy's full review of that i just committed him to it so be ready andy aka the giggler we also teased out a dream andy had recently i'm that's all I'll say andy no pressure but we want to hear about it all right we have another podcast called mostly superheroes the music show and this one's fun we actually bring in music from spotify this is because of this new relationship between spotify and anchor uh we did just release um one on Hamilton, the mixtape. If you might be familiar with Hamilton, the musical, um, there's a mixtape out there with artists like Ja Rule, Ashanti, Nas, um, Kelly Clarkson, Jimmy Fallon. There's a whole bunch of people on this list. And we broke that open. Coming up on the music show, we're doing Decades Month. So every week in February, it's going to be fun. 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. It's going to be movie music. So we're going to be top doing like, you know, like a top five, top eight scenario, top 10 maybe. We'll see how, you know, we're doing four episodes. But if you love 80s movies and you love 80s music, you're going to love 80s week. Same goes for 90s and so on. That's the whole month of February. Again, that is The Music Show exclusively on Spotify. Just search Mostly Superheroes, The Music Show, and you'll find it. Lots more coming up on What You Watching. We have WandaVision Group Watch. This is where we actually you can actually watch WandaVision with me when I watch it for the first time. It's on Fridays. We'll post it on our Facebook group. Again, the Most of Superheroes Squad. We only put this link there. There are five spots you can watch right along with us. All you can do is click. You got to have Disney Plus, of course. Sometimes it's at 9 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes it's at noon. Depends on whenever I get around to watching it. Uh, but definitely, if you want to watch along with us, that group watch function is kind of a lot of fun. You can put little reactions in there. And it's just a cool experience, all of us watching it together. Uh, we also just reviewed Iron Man 2 in our latest episode, which drops tomorrow. So you'll get that Iron Man 2 along with the WandaVision episodes 1 and 2 breakdown. That's tomorrow. I don't know if I said that earlier. And But other than that, we're going to continue along the MCU. I'm watching Thor. I'm watching Captain America, the first Avenger. You can bet your ass we'll be talking about all of it. We do What You Watching on Sundays. And we do Fan Mail on Saturdays. And uh, the reason I put this in Fan Mail is because... You're going to play a part in our upcoming hashtag mostly madness movie tournament. This is going to be right in line with March Madness, the basketball tournament. We're going to try to follow the same schedule so it makes it easy for you. You know, every time you think of March Madness, make sure you think of mostly madness. Use the hashtag. Start sending us movies that you think should be incorporated into the the movie tournament to end all movie tournaments. We haven't even decided on the absolute categories yet. We're thinking maybe movie genre, but more details to come. Keep an eye on our social media. And we mentioned our schedule, something new every day. Sunday's What You Watching. That's when you get on our social. You'll see what the show's coming out with. We also update you. If we told you we were, we're watching something on Sunday, then the next Sunday we'll give you, you know, a review of it. And I got the, our live shows. We got music show. We got podcasts coming out like the Wazoo. Subscribe where anywhere you get your podcasts. Appreciate you podcast listeners. And we do highlight you guys on Saturdays. So, um, we work all the fan mail into a post or two on Saturdays, but we are always doing it here on the show. If you want to be featured on the show, just uh, give us a write at the website. Check us out on social media. 
and uh, reach out. So yeah, that's our quick mini episode for today. I know it was a crazy week. I didn't know if this, I felt like this day, this inauguration day was never going to get here. It's happened. 2021 is moving right along and mostly superheroes is here for you. We'll be talking about all things TV and film. And again, man, MCU's back. So if you're an MCU fan, great time to be involved. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll see you next time on Mostly Superheroes.